Hey, my brothers and sisters, I want to review this uh, segment on TYT damage report on Megan McCain from The View giving her take on a particular issue. Okay, check this out. In the wake of Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments uh, comparing mask wearing to the Holocaust, you might be wondering, who's got like mm, just the worst take on this? Who's got like a terrible analysis. And if you thought Meghan McCain, you'd be right. Yes, the commentator, My Little Pony, Meghan McCain took to the view and as always. So right off the bat, what I want, what caught my attention was the derogatory term, the derogatory tone, excuse me. It's very insulting, very condescending. And I thought it was unnecessary you know, if they're going to review this to already set it up as if basically she's, you know, my little pony is I'm taking it as like, you know, an airhead or an immature person who's who's playing with with toys and immature little girl is had a terrible view. I would love if the energy that is being put on one crazy woman in Congress, and by the way, if if she is the face of the Republicans, then the squad is the face of the Democrats. I would love Democrats to put that same type of energy onto what's happening on the left, because quite frankly, this is how people get red-pilled. They're red-pilled when they see the blatant bias in the media. It's because the media doesn't want the squad to look bad. They just want Marjorie Taylor to look bad. <sighs> Anti-Semitism is a So right there, you heard that verbal response from from um, from Ms. Goldberg, which indicates that that she was exasperated by Megan at this point. Now I'm not sure exactly why. You know, you could speculate, but you could see that it was very obvious. The uh, right. I just don't find that particularly professional with with someone that's a co-host with you. Maybe that's just me. Huge problem everywhere in this country. When you talk about Holocaust survivors, yes, it is. my producer yes. who produces me yes, every day is grandparents. We're going to we're break and, and when we come back, you can continue talking, but now we're going to break. So we'll be right back. I'm cutting you off because we have to go, Megan. And then the way that she cut her off, I also felt was, was quite unprofessional. Maybe they did have to go to break. But especially to do that after you've already gone oh, to where the whole, you know, all the viewership could see that you were, you know, uh, visibly exasperated by Miss McCain here. Yes, forever will be. We gotta go. Oh my God. That's how television works. Um, look, doing TV is hard. Uh, it's not easy. Sometimes you say things that come out not quite in the order or that you want to, to say those things. And sometimes your thoughts get a little disorganized between your brain and your mouth. And so giving her the benefit of the doubt, that was really incoherent. Um, so this is why I wanted to do this review because I watched this segment and I try to watch because TYT is, is more progressive, more on the left side. Well, they are left, right? And so I, I try to you know, watch these segments as well. 
so that I can, you know, basically be exposed to information that's coming in um, from different perspectives. But just from, from a professional standpoint, they're already starting off very interesting to me. They're saying that her thoughts were incoherent. That segment of Meghan McCain was about 43 seconds, like just shy of 43 seconds. And I don't see how it was incoherent at all. I don't understand that. What part was incoherent? Let's watch. I'm not sure what the point was. Um, I'm, I think at, at best, it was kind of trying to tie defense of Marjorie Taylor Greene to her really, uh, really staunchly pro-Zionist Israel views. So right there, if you go back and watch that 43 seconds, she she calls out Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Greene as being a crazy woman. So she's clearly not defending her at all. So I don't understand where this is coming from. But I, I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that meant. Well, Meghan McCain is, I think, a sort of female Tucker Carlson in that she will never come out and say what she actually means. She just sort of shadow boxes and tertiates and what about isms until she's not saying anything. She's just saying. Okay, so everything that this woman just said based on that segment, I'm not saying that Meghan McCain hasn't said something else that was more along the lines of what this woman just said about the whataboutism and she compared it to Tucker Carlson, which for them is a derogatory um, affiliation. She was very clear. She was very direct, 43 seconds. She was very clear on exactly what she was saying. So once again, I'm not sure if these women are just, if they're being disingenuous or if they really didn't get it, I'm not sure everyone's bad. And what she loves to do, instead of following her own advice and calling out her own party, she loves to say that Democrats are not calling out their party. And she's willing to call out her own party, but not until the other side does the same. Which okay, so a couple things. One, I'm starting on the last thing she just said. She says that she's not willing to call out her own party. And if she does, it's after the other side has already called out their own party. So that's, that's kind of a catch-22. Right. So if she does call it her own party, she's still bad because she doesn't do it unless the circumstances are this. So there's no winning there. And then the other thing is. This has nothing. Her segment had nothing to do with any actual political party specifically. What she was saying is if you're going to call the game, then call the game fair. And if you're not going to call the game fair, then hide it better than you're doing. Because the people in the stands who can see that you're not calling a game fair, that's how you get red pill. That's what she was saying. She was saying if Marjorie Taylor Greene, being a crazy woman that she is, if you keep, can, can keep making her the face of the GOP, then by that, to be comparable, then the squad is the face of, of the left and of the Democratic Party. And you need to call them out on the things that they say that are left field, <laughs> pun intended, um, and that are just as crazy as, me, <clears throat> as what Ms. Green is saying. That's all Megan McCain was saying is that call the game fair, because when you don't, people can tell, and that's how you're going to red pill them, because they can see that there's hypocrisy, that there's discrepancy in the way things are covered. That's all she was saying. Go back and watch it again. She was not talking about 
you know, anything that these people are about to go into, which I found very interesting. Check it out. For just like on a base level is not how anti-Semitism works or should work. If no matter who says anything, you should obviously call it out. Now, here's the difference. Ilhan Omar, who said something like, uh, when it comes to the Israeli lobby, it's all about the Benjamins, was called out supposedly for using a trope about Jews and money. Now, she was actually just talking about the lobby. Well, lobbyists use money, so I'm not sure how else she could have said it. Look, she apologized for those remarks. She's Once again, what does this have to do at all with what Ms. McCain was saying? Right, she's saying if you're going to continue to focus on Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is obviously more erratic and is a little bit off, then you have to cover the things that the squad says just as equally and look at them as a representation of the Democratic Party if you're gonna look at Ms. Green as a representation of the whole GOP. That's all she's saying. I don't understand what this Ilhan Omar, Omar, excuse me, I don't understand what that tangent is all about. They're, throughout this whole segment, you'll see they never address what Megan McCain was actually saying. It's called the game fair or else people are gonna be red peeled because they can tell. They can see the bias. You guys aren't hiding it well enough. Said she was not aware that there was this trope, that she did not mean anything by it. And the reason that she apologized was because Nancy Pelosi, her own party leader, said she had to and called her out and in fact created a whole commission about hate speech because of Ilhan Omar's twisted comments about a very real thing, which is the big influence of APAC and the Israeli lobby. Mm-hmm. So obviously, and, and you know. Just real quick, this is something that I, I, I see uh, TYT especially um, do all the time, but I see it a lot from people who say that they're left, right? I see this a lot and people who say that they're progressive, but progressive left by their own declaration is that they don't pay attention to human nature or they don't pay attention to what is the norm or the rule. They will find the one or two exceptions and then magnify those as a representation of the rule and it is not. So bringing that one case with Ilhan and Pelosi does not constitute the rule. And they're gonna go further and just before I I play this, she's gonna go into you know how the left uh, calls one another out, but but the opposition, I you know by their own, they think the right is opposition. I think we're all human beings, but whatever. They're saying that they don't. Well, my pushback on that is, as a general rule, from what I've seen, is that the left doesn't believe that they're ever wrong, so there's no need for them to call each other out. They don't believe that they're ever wrong, not even one bit, even if the data doesn't support it. They will never admit that they're wrong from what I've seen. Oh, Megan McCain is trying to make this about anti-Semitism. She talks about all the attacks, which are awful. Like, and I'm, I do think it's good to name. When in that 43 seconds did Megan McCain make it about anti-Semitism? She started to, to try to make a point about it and Whoopi Goldberg cut her off. And that was at the very end, you saw that yourself. So when did she make it about anti-Semitism? She made it about the disparity in coverage, right? Name the amount of attacks 
and to also not conflate them with being for Palestinian human rights. Let's not do that either. Let's not play that game because that's not reality either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that the mar- like the red pill point was the most incoherent point. Like yes. that's how people get red pilled. Like, wait, explain that to me more slowly. So you're saying. Be- <laughs> OK, I'll explain it to you more slowly since you either were watching a different clip. Or maybe you went to the bathroom or something like that. I'm joking. <laughs> I apologize. I don't mean to be derogatory to these uh, young ladies. They are my sisters, even though I think that in this particular segment, they either were watching something different or they're being disingenuous. I'll explain to you slowly. She said, and I'm paraphrasing, if you're not going to call the game fairly, people in the stands are going to see that and that's going to cause them to be red pilled. That's what she was saying. Okay, now I've explained to you slowly. Hopefully you get it now. Because people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who make incredibly insensitive and ridiculous comparisons between a public health measure and a mass extermination. Once again, Miss McCain called her a crazy woman. She called her a crazy woman, right? Not to be taken seriously. She called her that, right? That's one of the first pair in the first beginning of that segment. Against. Jewish people, uh, because of the coverage of that, other people will watch it and say, I don't like Jews either. Like, what? I don't understand the connection there. Like, no, 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 no. You're understanding, you're, that is the correct understanding because usually when someone is red pilled, it means they're like lurking around message boards and 4chan, 8chan, whatever, and like sharing Holocaust memes. She's trying to use it as a, this is how people, sort of become radicalized and woke to the fact that like the other side is somehow, she misunderstands what red pilling actually is. Okay. No, it seems like they're misunderstanding it. Because once again, Ms. McCain wasn't talking about sides. She's saying that it needs to all be called fair. Because people on both sides can see that it's not and that's going to cause a red, she never said this side is gonna be red pilled. She just said that people, that's how you red pill, that's how you get red pilled, right? She didn't say specific side. She's talking about the biased coverage. What it looks like. Oh, yeah. yeah, she has no idea. I mean, here's here would be an example of a time that I think coverage could make people feel sympathetic to a person that was like conservative. Like, um, like, do you remember uh, when Amy Coney Barrett was in the process of being confirmed to the Supreme Court? If there had been like really unfair coverage of, or like crappy, mean-spirited coverage about her adopted children on the left, mm-hmm. that would have been like, like whoa, this. what are you guys doing? That's like so mean-spirited and so beside the point of like her, you know, as as a person, as a as a judge, and that's just that that's that's awful, and that could turn people off. But I don't. Here, let's let's go back to that. I'm gonna read this for you. Because <laughs> she just said, <clears throat> if the left had said something mean-spirited about the kids, this is Ibram X. Kendi. Um, he is an anti-racist advocate, he's an author, and this is what he said about Amy Coney Barrett. And and I just wanted, because you just heard what that woman just said, if the left had done that, well, they did. Some white colonizers adopted black children. They civilized these savage children in the superior ways of white people. while using them as props in the lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture. And whether this is Barrett or not is not the point. It is a belief 
too many white people have. If they have or adopt a child of color, then they can't be racist. See how coverage of, Mar of things that Marjorie Taylor Greene said and then refused to apologize for, like you po pointed out that Representative Omar apologized after she made some, she made a comment that was, that was insensitive to stereotypes in the way that it could be read. And she apologized and Marjorie Taylor Greene is like, no, I'm not sorry and yeah. I do it again. So it's like, it's just not a comparable situation. And, and I just think that, and it's also just very bad faith. Democrats are constantly policing each other. And some people would argue that they waste a ton of- As, as I said, no, they're not. When Maxine Waters, I've seen her on two, there's been more, but definitely two occasions where she was inciting violence. Nothing said on the Democratic side. I watched now Vice President Kamala Harris call for, for funds to be put together to bail rioters out of jail, which is to me an incitement and condoning of violence. Nobody called her out on it. I've seen President Biden say, some ridiculously bigoted and racist things like black folks aren't smart enough to operate a computer to find places to get vaccinated nobody calls them out on it so you know please of energy doing that mm. because they waste a ton of energy policing each other at the behest of bad faith attacks from the right Meanwhile, yes. people on the right are not policing themselves. Like, you know, we've never heard of, you know, Kevin McCarthy hasn't had a serious conversation with Representative Green. And I just I just think it's all we can't keep falling for this. We can't keep yeah. pretending like this isn't this is the truth because it's not even playing in the sandbox adjacent to truth. It's <laughs> it's in a different playground. What I find interesting and I keep watching, you know, segments like this because I'm, because every now and then there's something that I, I, I glean from it that's actually based in factual truth. But typically what I find is they start off condescending, being very insulting. They'll find, you know, exceptions to a rule and they'll magnify it. And then they will claim that their opposition, who they claim to be their opposition, is doing all of these things that they themselves are doing, I'm not saying that the other side isn't, but they themselves are doing it to the 10th power. So the other side is doing it you know, to the second power, they're doing it to the 10th power, yet accusing the other side. And I'm sitting here like, I feel like she's gonna say she feels like she's taking crazy pills, you know, she'll say it in a second. I'm like, I feel like you are, because you don't, you are not able to recognize reality, what you are saying and accusing who you call your opposition, you are doing to the 10th power. Mm, I love that. And that's exactly that you're so, so right. We like, again, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. We are constantly fighting against the right that is using sort of left talking points and progressive talking points, even woke talking points, right? As they call it, against the left and against, against Democrats. Being like, well, why don't you subscribe to, you know? So once again, I'm not saying that's not true, but the assault on language and the twisting of language and the changing of, of definitions is coming from the left. They're the ones who are assaulting reality with the policies that they wanna push forward 
and the things that they espouse and the culture that they're trying to bring about. It's not based in reality. And because they can't stand on, like their argument can't really stand on the actual data and statistics, they have to basically just recreate it, not recreate it, but, but make it up, but then try to cram it down folks' throats. From what I see, right, the changing of language. Like, for instance, when Amy Coney Barrett was going through her hearings, and I believe her last name is Kono or Ono from Hawaii, when, when Amy Coney Barrett used the, the term sexual preference, which me growing up, I'm gonna be 46, sexual preference was just used. It wasn't derogatory, it was completely fine. And she calls her out on it, it's sexual orientation now. How is anybody gonna know, like who changed that rule? And you know the spirit of the way that it's being used. You know that Amy Coney Barrett was not using sexual preference to be derogatory. So instead of giving her grace, no, you assumed that it was negative automatically and looked at her like, well, you keep using it, like attacking her character. And then that same day, Merriam-Webster, the dictionary changed the definition of sexual preference to make it derogatory that same day. Now that's, that's some control right there. Feminist standards and principles and what about my body, my choice? And you're like, you're not for choice. <laughs> like <laughs> you laud and herald your sexual abusers. Like, you know what I mean? We like oust them, you know, within a moment's notice. Maybe that we shouldn't do that. But like, it's just so again, it's like, what are we actually talking about? Okay, last thing, what are, what are they talking about? What does this have to do with the 43 seconds that Meghan McCain was speaking? <laughs> what does it have to do with it at all? Here, they're playing by a different set of rules, but they're constantly looking at our rule book and being like, well, how come you know? Like, yeah, you don't even. Like, they don't play by any rules. Okay, I know I was gonna say that was the last thing, but they don't play by any rules. <laughs> As I said, to the 10th power. They're. It seems like they're not aware. They have no self-awareness whatsoever. It's like they have no self-awareness whatsoever because they don't actually even have a rule book. Their rule book constitutes whatever is needed to gain the control and the power that we need in order to push through what we want and to make people do what we want. So sometimes we'll use the truth, but if the truth doesn't work, we won't use the truth. We'll use this word, but if the word's not working out, we'll change the definition of it. Right? Wow. But because we have principles, when we don't play by them, we are called out and hounded until we, you know, yeah. do enough like self-flagellation to satisfy them. And it's really not even, it, it doesn't really accomplish anything except wasting our energy. Um, and there are some times when people on the left should examine themselves and apologize for things. Um, but we shouldn't do it because people on the right are calling us out. Absolutely. <sighs> so, as always, you know, I, I recommend that, you know, you make your own assessments. I've given you mine, <clears throat> excuse me, I've given you mine just based on this particular, you know, episode, right? I'm not talking about any other thing that Ms. McCain has said, any other thing that the damage report has done. I'm talking about that 43 seconds and their assessment of it is, is a little funky to me. 
right? It's a little detached from reality for me, right? I believe that those two ladies, like I said, either they really didn't understand what she was saying and didn't get the point as I got it, because that's possible, you know? People in the classroom learning, they're gonna learn it different, you know, different ways, different levels, and some are gonna learn, learn the particular lesson faster, you know, or they're, they're being disingenuous because they, they just wanna push a particular narrative, and even though that, that didn't exactly fit, they can just twist it and make it fit that narrative. That's a possibility. Um, I don't know, but I know that those 43 seconds and their assessment of it was not really connecting with reality, but you know, I acquiesce to you and how you think about it. You know, reach out, let me know. Cause there's always, if we're moving in the darkness, all we need to do is turn on the light, right? <laughs> you guys be well. <laughs>